0: Then you can you can feel like you're making progress and that you're not losing out. Because I think one of one of the things that's troubling you is you think that every time you spend you're losing out. Every time money leaves your hand you're losing something. You're not losing anything per se. You're exchanging it for something else. Welcome everyone to the latest edition of Wallet Talks podcast, where we are exploring ways to have better conversations about money so we can make better decisions with our money. I am your host, Jason Alexander. Have you been wondering how to get your money right? Stressing every month with never ending lists of financial demands, or are you just tired of not knowing where all your money is going? Did you know that Wallet Coach has a solution? Wallet Coach offers one to one coaching sessions to get your money back into shape. Wallet Coach was formed to help everyday people get financially secure and free by teaching a four step approach to money management. Our favorite testimony is one client who saved up $1,000 as an emergency fund within six months while only making $1,800 a month. If you are curious how Wallet Coach can help you in similar ways, Sign up for a free 15-minute consultation on our website, thewalletcoach.com. That's thewalletcoach.com. Or text the word COACH to 470-606-8949 to get a link to schedule. Now back to the show. Yo, family, this is a special episode I am so excited to share with you because guess what? This is episode number 10. That's right. Number 10. Oh my gosh. Can't believe I got here. So like there's three reasons why this is a special episode. Number one, like I said, we to go 10, 10 podcasts. Do you know that the average podcast that's new startup, a startup podcast only lasts six episodes So I've essentially, I haven't doubled that yet. But I've gotten to 10. That's one of my goals. Like, let me get to 10. Let me get to 15. Let me get to 20. So I'm giving myself a little clap, clap, you know? Giving thank you. Also giving you guys a thank you for for listening, for tuning in, and for sharing and commenting. Because you guys motivate me. You guys have inspired me when I was like, okay, I don't want to do this no more. Or when I thought about, like, I don't have to do it again. I, I started thinking about their comments. They bring life back to me. And so I come back out and do it again. We're going to get to 20, y'all. And then next next thing you know, we'll be at 100. So I have some big goals to 2022. But this is episode number 10. And the second reason why 10 is so special to me is because it reminds me of being 10 years in marriage. The number 10 this year means a lot. So teen episodes now, 10 years, Mary in March. So that is a very interesting point because if you saw one of our recent IG posts, we put a post out there saying like, this is us and it gave a description of what we've been through, what our financial journey was. And if you did not see it, go look at, you know, go check it out, of course, and put a like and share and comment save and tag a friend (laughs) all those great things um the thing that was in the the story was our debt journey started off with my wife challenging me to come up with a debt-free plan in our debt-free plan i came up with guess what 10 years to pay off my loan and to pay off our student loans our credit cards and things of that nature so it's ironic that on episode number 10 in year number 10 of our marriage i look back and I'm like wow this would have been a year that we would have been debt free if i had the plan that i had and you can go back and look the poster and see why we didn't go that route <laughs> mainly just teaser it was mainly because i thought about the student loan forgiveness thing you had this work at a certain job for 10 years yeah that didn't work so um yeah so so yeah 10 10 years ago debt free and yeah and now you guess it the third reason is we're 10 years married so much have, i've learned again like i just said but in addition to that we learned a lot of how to communicate with one another and because of that you know in those 10 years um i believe have cultivated a love between between each other a respect for each other, and a, a open heart and vulnerability to one another, and it's going to be illustrated in this episode. Why? Because you guys are going to get a glimpse of me and Tiffany having a conversation about money, and it was completely random. The Holy Spirit prompted me to record it. I recorded it. She knew she was being recorded, so she didn't say anything to you know defame herself or. You know, embarrass me or whatever. So don't think you're going to get some some tea in here, but you will get to see how we were vulnerable to each other, how we spoke to each other, how we walked through a deep concern that honestly, I would say for a lot of people could be hindering themselves in the way that they think and how they relate to money. So we talked about how we relate to money, especially about using money for saving Saving, 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 or using it for experiences, experiences, experiences. And the foundation of all those things are going to come out into the episode. I mean, it's going to come through the the conversation. So I will say because it is spontaneous, we didn't use the best microphones. It was our cell phone. So just FYI, it's going to be a little solemn. Just stick with it. Right. Just listen in. Tiffany was a little bit further from the mic. I was more closer to the mic. You get the point. I hope you enjoy. I hope that it provides you some insights and inspires you and just helps in some kind of way for you to have better money conversations with your spouse. This is yep, a spouse conversation. If you're not married, but you want to be married, listen to the conversation and see how we handled each other. Okay. So without further ado, my peeps, we are going to the topic of the day. Without the intro music, I'm just going to slide right on and I'm going to set it up for Tiffany. She was starting to explain what she sees as the way to save money and the value in saving money and what it brings to her through this illustration that she's going to share in uh, in this next moment. So listen closely. Love you guys. I'll see you on the other side.
1: It's barely moving. Yeah. Like I I want it to be that. Like I want
0: Say say that say that it's now. It's kinda of like a say, Jenga. You know say, how you
1: move the Jenga?
0: And oh. then all the pieces stay there.
1: And it takes a lot of different pieces to be able to really get everything to crumble. Well,
0: but I like the stack. I like I like the, the, like the ability
1: of stacking the money and being able to pull from it and it don't move. Yeah. It
0: doesn't change.
1: It's just well, that's, it's there.
0: But just like Jenga, if you're trying to build your tower with the existing blocks that you have by removing from the bottom and putting them in the top, you eventually are gonna end up with a structure that's hollow in the middle and becomes more and more sta- less stable or sustainable the higher you go because of the many things that you've done that, that, because you haven't replaced the foundation. You took from the foundation. I don't know if that makes sense in, in a sense. It doesn't cor- kind of correlate, but if you're focused on just using the pieces you already have I see that you're only going to go so far. Right? It's only going to go so far. So, the mindset... What if, you ever, what if you just had the mindset of, okay, money is going to make money for me. And, or, <laughs> or, 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 let me say it this way, because that sounds like it's a scheme and all that stuff. What if we think of it as God has given us an abundance he wants us to live abundantly. He's given us abundant. There's enough money for everybody and everything, anything that we want. We just have to make our, put ourselves in a position to receive it.
1: Yes, he has all the money. But in terms of how much a person can make, it's, to me, in some regards, it feels like it's finite.
0: And why is that? Why do you think it's finite?
1: All I can think of, and maybe I'm using the wrong word when I say finite. All I can think of is, you get money, it goes away, you build it back up, it goes away. It's like sand. It's like you're building a sandcastle and you build a sandcastle. You sand put all this into the bucket, all this into the bucket. You flip it over. Oh, I got all my money. And then yeah,
0: start back over.
1: You got to start back over. I don't want to start back over.
0: That's why you use other people's money. Oops. Does not matter? It does matter. It's someone else besides us who gave us uncredit believing we'll pay them back while the money that you don't want to touch I and mean, let it grow on its own organically.
1: But it then- just
0: keeps building and building while ev- while you go, you go and use someone else's funds to go purchase your big ticket items, your car, your boat, whatever.
1: There's no right? guarantee it's going to come back.
0: There's no guarantee what's going to come back.
1: That yeah, the money's going to come back to you.
0: Hold on. Because with that mentality, you're right because I haven't finished the formula. The formula is you borrow from someone else to make your big ticket purchase. Now you're like, okay, well, how is that money going to get paid back? Typically, the formula is I, myself, and from my savings, whatever I earn and whatever I can save is going to go go and pay that that loan back over time. The thing that is different, what I'm trying to show you is, if you really want your money to just stay and stack, 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 but you still want to be able to have these splurges, where you go on this massive cruise or escape and you know expeditions and things like that they're going to take a big chunk of your savings but if you want to keep your savings intact and whole you can use someone else's money now how are you going to pay that back you pay that back by creating an asset that pays it back remember assets are those things that put money into your pocket so when
1: I'm spending it's a liability
0: absolutely that's okay. It's, it's okay. It's part of the equation.
1: You have assets.
0: You have assets. And that's, I, honestly, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing as far as like buying a rental property with someone else's money so that our money can continue to grow while I'm incrementally, we're incrementally building an asset that can pay for the things that we wanted. So it's not us paying anymore, it's not us using, it's training our time. And training our mind and energy for dollars. We are trading our time and energy to to buy, to acquire assets. And those assets are self generating cat or self generate cash flow. And that cash flow use, is used for your to pay off your liabilities. Liabilities and assets and liabilities are is is not something to be mutually exclusive. You can have them together and have a solid um, balance sheet.
1: I get it. I'm just, when it comes to our everyday budget, or when it comes to situation at hand, which is figuring out where to budget the overflow. It's like there's so many different things, of course, you can do. You know, all these ideas in my head, but then it's like, but then the money's gone. And then I have to get it, I have to build up the money again to be able to experience it again. And then it's kind of like it's better just not experience it at all because it's got to be sustained.
0: So then you really like the having the money accumulate versus having an experience. That's what you just said. I'd rather have my money sit.
1: No, I'd rather have the experience and the money just replenish itself easily.
0: Okay, so that goes into my asset formula
1: <laughs>
0: yeah asset methodology so it's either, it's going to be paid back by your own efforts or the efforts of of a business and or, or or asset whether that's your whether that's your retirement account your life insurance policy your um your business, all those different things are assets that generate cash to do the things that you've been saying. So the question is, why am I stuck on seeing my money go down or seeing myself spend on things that I have ideas for? I have the money to do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, you can't just you can't save every single dollar because you have to spend to live.
1: Yeah,
0: You have to spend money to have food, have shelter, have you know drive around, have clothes on your back, all those different things. So money is going to go no matter what. And if 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 you can't be delusional to think that that's not going to happen. However, you should have a, a good balance in your mindset to say all right, if I'm able to save this much and invest this much in percentages and you meet your percentages, your threshold, your percentage thresholds, then you can you can feel like you're making progress and that you're not losing out. Cause I think one of one of the things that's troubling you is you think that every time you spend you're losing out. Every time money leaves your hand, you're losing something. You're not losing anything per se. You're exchanging it for something
1: else. I think i figured out the crux of the problem. The crux of the problem is... Obviously, the things that I'm spending on are not as valuable as the price point that's assigned to them. Let's explain that. So, basically, I may say I want a massage, for instance. I don't... I dole out the money for it, but if I don't feel like the massage was worth the money that I put out, then I don't value it as much as... I don't value it and or I don't value the price point that's assigned to that activity. So I need to make sure that when I'm spending my money, it's on things that are actually valuable to me and at the price point that I want it to be. Or, you know, I can also find the activity that I really want even if it's not the amount that I want to want it to be or what I want to spend experience it and the experience should be so great that I shouldn't be hesitant to experience that again because it was so great that money wasn't a factor so maybe I'm having an issue with not living life as full as I want it to be.
0: Yeah, because I think you're, you're thinking about you having to replenish everything.
1: Yeah, I shouldn't have to think about replenishing. I should think about the activity being some type of replenishment to me.
0: Exactly. But also, it's kind of like you have to... Yeah, and, and to add to that, you, your mindset should also be of that of Adam and Eve in the garden. They didn't worry about how they... Before they sinned they didn't worry about how how the trees were going to replenish the fruit that they took off the tree yeah. or the water that came. They trusted God to provide for their needs. Yeah. So ultimately it comes down to, okay, am I going to trust God to supply my need? And if he has abundance of everything, of course he's not going to be lacking anything. But if we depend on ourselves to replenish and replenish, replenish, yes, we're going to, Run dry We're going to run out And I think at that point That might be something Where that terrifies Even you or other people It's like Okay I, I myself When you said An infinite amount of money You can make I myself Can only make By exchanging my time For money Can only make This much money Because my time Is only so limited And I only have So much to give I only have so much to Whatever And you're thinking like that To replenish Whatever you're spending you're going to start to sense that I can't spend everything I just at some point you're gonna start saying I'm not going to spend nothing because I I know I can't I don't have enough energy and resources to replenish
1: well my thing is it's not necessarily a need as much as being concerned about a need being met I don't have those types of concerns my concerns are more so the things that are outside of my bare necessities. Things like I said that are things I just want to do, experience, have. <clears throat> and I guess there's a, a part of me that feels like I experience that and then it's insatiable. I mean, that it's it satisfies from that one moment and then it's like, what next? And it's like, oh, well, you gotta get more money to do that again. And I think that if I just focus on just having that experience and not thinking about, will I be able to experience that again? Just experience it. And if I enjoy it so much, it shouldn't be too hard to get the money again because you want it, so you do what you need to do or save or whatever to be able to experience that again. Like the high lingers versus it being a one and done experience. And I think that's how I'm approaching some things. Like I feel like it's just a one and done experience, and it's like no, you can you can develop a lifestyle that you enjoy. Maybe not necessarily I guess it is a lifestyle, but lifestyle is made up of activities. So just I can have like the activities that I enjoy in life that give me some type of constant for lack of better words, fulfillment. Whereas something I just enjoy on a on a everyday basis or however Frequency that it happens and not just um, see it as a one-and-done thing. So Probably just need some hobbies That drive me to continue to do it over and over again, and then it's like oh I'm having fun Doing this one thing And I was getting a rhythm before this crazy new variant came out I was like oh yeah I'm gonna do this this that and the other and then it was like okay the case is going up again let me scale back but you know some of that's pinned in fear of, fear of just catching something and stuff but I also don't want to look back in life and be like I didn't experience what I could have experienced because of fear of A virus. Of course, you know, you balance that with wisdom and stuff. But um, these people are all here and I was doing the right thing. So you do have to be cautious. Mm -hmm. But I think I just need to find some things within my comfort level that I can do on a continuous basis that will bring some type of enjoyment to spend the money. And I feel like. I'm holding on to the money to spend for an an opportunity that may or may not even come but even just an opportunity you know that is a one-time thing or it's way out in advance I guess I got some thinking to do I mean what about you are there some things you feel like outside of investing I know you like that but what are some experiences Activities that you want on a consistent basis, where you'll feel like you're still living life, not just trying to run this race, this financial race of good, obtaining wealth.
0: So, if I were saying it another way, what what activities do I want to have that makes me feel alive?
1: Yeah.
0: So for me, that's doing stuff that makes me feel alive like running the business
1: mm-hmm.
0: or serving at church mm-hmm. those things make me feel alive mm-hmm. there's not this, those those are experiences for me
1: mm-hmm.
0: now that's that's not the same mode as someone who would say i want to go to you know having a routine where i go to five star restaurants every friday to experience that that makes me come alive that's not me
1: mm-hmm.
0: so for me would be the opportunity to have fun with the people that that's around me to be able to serve people that's that's what makes me happy now do I want to have the opportunities to do some things that are more s- sporadic and less frequent yeah like you know go to a sporting event or a couple of sporting events or go to the movies and things like that you specifically said something that's a routine, and I don't have anything besides doing a business and um, serving at church, and but both of those build wealth. Yeah, and
1: what about when you said being around people like? Does being around people include having experiences with them or just... No, I
0: mean, you can, when you say experiences, are you talking about an excursion or just being in presence or of someone?
1: Excursions or having get-togethers. Like,
0: what does that mean? When I say around people, I, I envision it as get-togethers. So,
1: Having people
0: here. We have this house for a reason. We have the house, our, our purpose for this house. Well, my, one of my visions outside of renting a basement... Was to have this as a small group house, so people can come and fellowship and experience. Like we can do life together, we can play games together, we can have the Jacksons here, or whoever we want, and we can play games at the table, or laugh at the movie, or celebrate someone's birthday.
1: So why are we doing
0: it? Right now, we're not doing it because of COVID.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Other than that, that's only that's that's COVID has ex has existed the entire time we've had this house. So we haven't had a season where that wasn't a factor and you can freely, I can freely uh, live out that, that vision. Now that vision, we could live it out partially because we have, you know, do protocols of things, safety protocols and stuff like that. But we we're, we're um, you know, now you got to make sure that other people is for, here's a, here's a perfect example of, I, I'm not saying enjoy, Experiences and being around people and helping people, serving people. When the Edwards came over, mm-hmm. that was enjoyable. We spent we celebrated my friend's birthday
1: mm-hmm. here.
0: They came over, and we spent four or six hours together. Mm-hmm. We moved, We went, We had a little picnic at the table. We sat out in the sunroom.
1: Took a walk.
0: I think we took a walk. You know, like. That was beautiful. That was an experience. Now it's not, you know, IG worthy where you go out and say, "Hey, I just did a ziplining from the Himalayan mountains or something like that." But it's something that I treasure.
1: No, that was those are. You're right. I mean, that was one of the reasons we got the house. We want to have those experiences with the people that are, um, not just not just in our circle, but for others as well. And, you know, unfortunately, COVID has kind of dampened things. So we just have to think about reinventing that in a different way. Like, how can we still have these experiences with people that we care about? You know, COVID-friendly style. Mm-hmm. You know, and creatively.
0: Have any thoughts? I don't. It's it's basically you can have people. Well, here's here's a thought. If you want me to think about something, we can have people over. Everyone just wears a mask. You can have you limit the number of people in here. You Mm -hmm. make sure everybody gets tested before have a negative test before they get here, and then you can come here.
1: Just burdensome.
0: But that's. Those that's are the torrent. one, to of, the rent, those that's one of the things you said. Work around it. You're right. This is one of the ways to work around it. It's not going to be convenient. COVID that's hasn't made things convenient for us.
1: That's true.
0: So if if it takes if someone who wants to come over or we desire them to come over and they're not willing to go through the the rigors that we would like for them to go through, mm-hmm. then they that's one experience with those people we won't have. Yeah. However. For those people who do, who will indulge us in those, those standards, we can experience. We have experiences with them.
1: Yeah.
0: We just we, you have to accept what it's kind of like accepting what the defense gives you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you playing a game and they they trying to block off the three point line, but they are leaving the the um the whole ride wide open, the paint wide open. So you go driving driving to the paint. Or worse yet, they block in the paint because they don't want you to dunk on them. But you two, but you, they get to leave the three-point line open, and you're like, "Well, I'm not a really good three-point shooter. Well, get get into the practice of being a good three-point shooter because they're leaving you open. You got to take what the difference gives you. Mm-hmm. So in this situation, take what COVID has given us. We can score. In this basketball analogy, we can score. We just got to figure out how we can score and make train ourselves to be comfortable with those new ways. One of those is having those boundaries like you like we just talked about. And having masks on the entire time. Things like that. So or having more virtual business with people.
1: Yeah. I mean the good thing is our house is spread out in a way where you can easily social distance.
0: Yeah.
1: In a lot of different areas. So that, um yeah, okay. Well, I guess I got some thinking to do about the experiences I want and where and what money I want towards it. And, you know, I think there's a, I need to gauge if I'm not willing to spend on it, you know, is it because I don't love it enough or is it too expensive or what? I gotta figure out how much I want it too. Like, I have to release money. I can't just hold on to it. You know, life is not free. Nope. You know, somebody's gotta get paid off of something so they can live a life too. So I just, I think I got some thinking to do think of money as a gift, a gift to be able to experience those things and bless somebody else. a gift card. I said nothing about a gift card, so, okay, thanks for having this talk with me, I just got to think about it for this budget, because um, I want to be able to execute on those things.
0: You know, write them down on your book and just keep writing it. Ask yourself why. Why, why, why? Why what? When you're trying to find what experiences you want and you, which ones that oh. you value, okay. write them all down that comes to your mind. But then after you write them down, ask yourself at least three whys. Like why, why, why? And then whatever can doesn't fall off as you keep saying why, and you can really answer all of those whys then that's the one that you really can value. Otherwise, it's kind of like, well, why do you want um, a um, why do you wanna, uh, Lamborghini? Oh, I'll be fresh. Why would it be fresh? Because I can impress one. Why do you want to
1: impress someone? Why do you want to
0: suppress someone? Oh, well, I don't really want to impress anyone, but you see what mm-hmm. I'm saying, how that fell fell, fell mm-hmm. through on the third why? Mm-hmm. Ask yourself the five whys and just well, see. Well,
1: sometimes people will say, because I want to be important. Why do you want to feel important? Why you because feel I don't feel important. Well, why don't you feel important? Yeah.
0: Why don't you feel important?
1: Oh, why why this is happened this happened to me. And it's like, okay, well, this is a whole other issue. Yeah. <laughs> why?
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. Your money was never meant to... Never Money can definitely help solve things, but it's not meant to replace... that are not right in your life in terms of uh, more intrinsic or internal things that are going on that deal with healing going back to that example Mm -hmm. so basically if your money is not being spent in a way that you feel like a satisfactory you should do some 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 diving into why. Think about what's important to you. Maybe even think about why you're not spending on it. And maybe you'll come out on the other side realizing what I'm not doing is what I really want to do. And it's worth it. Because it adds value to your life.
0: And the things that don't, cut them out. Tiffany, that is how you close it out with a great summary. Listen, family, I told you, I hope you got something out of it. I told you it's going to be good. I just want to reiterate one small thing is that have these conversations so that you can drill down to the heart of the matter. Because once we get to the root of the matter, we can see if we need to dig something up or plant new things, dig something up and plant new things or prune what we already have. In the end, we were able to not resolve something right then and there, but it'll start, a seed was planted to change our mindset. And so as we close out today, I just want you to remember that no matter where you are you still can prosper you still can grow you can be all that you, you know i'm kind of like the army you can be all that you can, want to be or something like that but you just got to believe and it starts with changing your mindset so it doesn't matter what you make it's what you do what you make so if you change your mind you change your wallet you change your life This is your boy, Jason Alexander, your wallet coach, and I'm out. Episode number 10 in the books, baby. Yeah.